Adam Crowley Show. Wow, 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 he's a very nice. ESPN Pittsburgh on 970 AM and 106.3 FM. You found the Crowley Show, where your mom listens, and you should too. 412-922-2874 is the number to call. Or you can join the cast of dozens. Follow me on Twitter at underscore Adam Crowley. Brian LaMartina sitting across from me. Shirtless Tom behind the glass. Check them out on Twitter at FBomber73, at ButtonPusher970. Tell your kids. Tell your wife. What are we telling them, Tom? That we're doing radio up in here. And chili is a soup. Oh, for the love of God! No, we do not tell them that. Tom, you control the ability to turn the microphone on and off, yes? Uh, I do. Would you keep Brian off? Yeah, sure thing. Tom sucks. Damn it, Brian's got a button over there. Yeah, he really outsmarted me on that one. We cannot work around this. This is a huge problem. Before we get into the Steelers-Ravens rivalry and how much better it used to be than it is now, there's a Penn State kid who had to go to court because he charged his roommate's debit card with $15,000 of porn sites over the last year or so. Now, two things stick out in my mind here. Number one, that's a classic burn, because it's probably like his mom's credit card. She's like, why? Why, Brazzers? Why? Why you porn.com? Why RedTube? Not that I know these off the top of my head. Why? You're naming a lot of them. More than I know. But the second thing is, who pays for porn anymore? That's the question. I mean, Jesus. $15,000 is about $15,000 over the budget for porn on my year. <laughs> Wait a minute. Was this, a, this was a credit card, right, or a debit card? I don't know. One of the two. Okay, because if it's a debit card, what kind of student has fifteen grand laying on his debit card? For real. Okay, but if it's credit card, I get it. And the but credit yeah. card's easier to... To I think lose track of the debit card. If you're if you're negative fifteen thousand dollars, you're gonna be like, hey man, what happened here? Who be who be looking at boobs? I, I'm I'm like trying. Not to, me. <laughs> I'm trying to think of the pace of all this. How long was it? I think it was a year and a half. Year and a half, fifteen k. I mean, what does that get you? What is fifteen thousand? Like what extra? Now. Like, I mean, I could see if he's like got like live hookers coming in on this credit card. Does it enhance the feeling if you are paying for it? Do you get better angles? Okay, because here's the deal. I went to the West Virginia game this weekend. Yeah, that's it. You're paying for the good stuff. I went to the V game this weekend, right? And I didn't pay for the tickets. I got them through a friend, and my wife wanted to go home so we could eat pizza, and I was down with that. So we left early. If I had paid, we wouldn't have been leaving early. So I think that if you pay for it, Something early still might happen, but if you pay for it, you maybe you enjoy, maybe you enjoy it a little bit more, right? You gotta watch the whole. You watch thing. the whole thing. You're getting into the story, like ah, oh, this cop could like probably get a complaint and show up at this house. Yes, this is believable. Uh, yeah, I mean, hey, you know what pizza guy doesn't show up to a house? And there's a good story here. Let's see where this goes. I feel like I would be more inclined. To watch the video to the end instead of hopping around. Not that I do that. I'm not a porn guy. I'd be more inclined to watch to the end if I was paying for it. Without a doubt. I got to find out what happens with the pizza. I got to have the story arc. I got to know. Are they going to break the cop here? Uh, Can it sustain this much force? There's four of them on there. I mean, that's a little bit ridiculous, right? Here's a real question for society. Do pornos have good endings? 
I don't know. Do you know? They're happy. Well, in the middle, they are, of course. But do you know how they end? These might these might be some of the best twists in any theatrical release ever. <laughs> that no one knows about. Pun intended. Has quick release. Has anybody ever finished a porn video? That's the thing. Do they have good endings? Wow, it's a great they could question. be great. It's a great question. Yeah, fifteen k. You'd beat your roommate up, right? I mean, Did you say up. Yeah. <laughs> well, you don't have to do the other way. That's for sure. He's clearly 15K taken care of. But, that I mean, roommate's like, blind. If, if He's you, so blind uh, yeah, right now. If, Kittens if, are dead everywhere. If you find out that this guy's been using your credit card for that, first of all, it's a student, so I'm guessing it might be the mom's credit card. Yep. So the mom gets this bill, and then there's a call. Said student takes the call from mom. Mom, swear it wasn't me. Sure it wasn't, honey. You're a degenerate. You're you're dead to us. You're you're off the out of the will. You're done when you semester's over. Don't come home. That's right, mom. It was my roommate. Sure it was. Ha, good one. If I'm the roommate, the one that did it, I should say, just to be clear here, I am arguing that it was the other guy. Uh, we're in the same room. How can you prove it was me using the car? He just doesn't want to say it to his mom. He's exactly. not admitting it. Exactly. I'm finding a way to get out of that one. Yeah. Actually, great, I think, storyline for a porno. The two roommates are fighting over the card. Mom walks in. Where do we swipe what? the thing? Yeah, Wait, I'm not what? <laughs> The mom walks in of the, the son and his friend? What? Yeah, dorm room. What the fuck? Do you hear Girl, yourself speaking, though? Do you hear the plot that you just laid out? What's wrong with that? Good Lord. <laughs> oh, because he's the mom! This is the grossest thing ever said on this airwaves. He'll just watch. That's gross. That's even worse. That's not worse. Yes, it is. It's worse than doing it? You're digging yourself such a deep hole such right now. Such a deep hole. Oh. <laughs> My version of that wouldn't have... My roommate in it. Just I mean, Tom's mom. Whoa! No, that's way too far. Whoa! And classless. What if I said Crowley's mom? Whoa! Why, that make you why feel? are both why of would you, you even going How would you here? make that feel? Hey, that's my mom. That's my mom. Guys need to pull up from this conversation right now. Let's pull out. The Steelers and Ravens used to pound each other all the time. And now they can't anymore. Think back to the history of this rivalry, right? It ain't anywhere near what it used to be. 2008, three games, all decided by one score or less, except for the AFC Championship game that was that close until the end. And even though the Steelers swept Baltimore, the great thing about that rivalry is I think you had to respect the squad. They played great defense, and I did not have any faith the Steelers were going to win that game. I felt maybe a little bit better because the Steelers had Roethlisberger and the Ravens had a young Joe Flacco. But I did not have this abundance of confidence because Baltimore was a tough flipping out. You're talking about a coin flip. Joe Flacco throws that pick six to Troy when the game was 16-14. That's all she wrote. But each game during that year was a bloodbath. Rashard Mendenhall broke his leg on a hit from Ray Lewis earlier on in the season. I was up in the upper deck. I could hear his friggin' bone break. It was louder than when Jason Kendall's bone broke. Willis McGahee, Ryan Clark, they were simultaneously knocked out on a hit in the AFC Championship game. Ben is always bleeding from the years. It looks like he has Ebola. And think about the combatants. Ray Lewis. Accomplice to murder. Still out there. 
What do you think he'll do on a football field? And Reed, so physical, so quick. The epitome of a ball-hawking safety. Terrell Suggs, monster. Bart Scott, the guy that Ben Roethlisberger said laid the biggest hit on him in his career. You had Ray Rice, James Harrison, Troy Polamalu, Lamar Woodley, Heinz Ward, Flacco for everything that I've said about him. And I don't think he's very good. He's been great in this rivalry. Clutch a number of times, as has Ben been. Think about the, I keep bringing this number up, that 13-9 victory in Baltimore in 2008. The Ravens had a chance to salt that puppy away. It's 9-6, a few minutes to go. And before the game, the Ravens were boasting their defense, not the Steelers' defense, was the best in the league. Ben and the Steelers then went 123 yards on the game-winning drive. Yeah, that's right, 123 because of penalties. They actually had to go all Canadian football up in there. Santonio, he caught the ball, pulls it into his body. Did it cross the goal line? Did it not cross the goal line? Steelers fans to this day say yes. Ravens fans to this day say F no. They complain about that last inch, kind of like the woman fixing the copier in the previous conversation. He complained about the last inch. But why not complain about the 123 yards before that? How about 2010? There were three classics. Ravens came to Heinz Field. Ben still suspended. Flacco finds TJ, who's your mama, in the back of the end zone. Less than a minute left. Clutch! Steelers fall to 3-1. Later that year, the AFC North was up for grabs at M&T Bank Stadium because it always flipping is. Chance to sweep Pittsburgh. Baltimore inexplicably was trying to throw the ball late to seal the deal. And Troy Polamalu, hair on fire, comes bursting off the edge. Strip sacks, flack job, and the Steelers score late to win that game. In the playoffs, the Ravens were up 21-7. to And the Steelers had to come all the way back with Antonio Brown catching the ball on his helmet. The games were slugfests. And they were slugfests with everything on the line. That's how it's different now than it was back then. Now, yeah, the AFC North was on the line a couple of years ago. Antonio Brown pushing the ball over the goal line to win on Christmas Day. That was badass. And it was a nice moment in this rivalry. Doesn't make my top ten. Holy crap, no. And you know why? It's because it was for a division and it wasn't for a Super Bowl. Baltimore won in 2013. The Steelers won in 2008. They went back in 2010. I think Baltimore wins the Super Bowl in 08 if they beat the Steelers. They're playing the Cardinals. Larry Fitz was a magic man. But I think they beat him. I think they're the better football team. Steelers stood in their way. They won the championship. 2010, Steelers win. If they don't, the Ravens then play the Jets. I think the Ravens are a better team. I think they beat the Jets. Go to the Super Bowl. That was when everything was on the line. Everything. And now it's just two mediocre squads. The Ravens offense, while it's been good through three games, is not going to be good. You can mark my words on that one. 32 points a game. Woo! They played the Bills. Doesn't count. Wipe them statistics away. Does not count. Steelers are 1-1-1 after tying the Browns. 42 points getting put up at home. Not the same teams, not the same thing at stake. Both teams are ho-hum. Both teams are mediocre. The Ravens are bad on offense. Steelers are bad on defense. Both teams are playoff contenders, but I would not pick either of them to win the Super Bowl. I think the Steelers are better, but... I'm not buying in with the way that this defense is played. And I know I'm getting all nostalgic here, but it was special back then. Now it's a rivalry, but it's not the same. What are your thoughts now on the Steelers 
Ravens rivalry, 412-922-2874. And, of course, you can tweet me at underscore Adam Crowley. I think this rivalry also, if you don't want to look at the rest of the league, you can just look at this rivalry and you can see how much balls changed. It's like puberty. Changed a lot. Christmas Day game was an offensive showcase more so than a defensive one. Le'Veon Bell was a monster. A.B. took it over late with his touchdown high-scoring game. Last year, Steelers beat the Ravens 39-38. to The games are still close as they've ever been, right? But they're close in high-scoring. Changes the game. The game has changed this game. It shows you in a microcosm how the league and the game is changing in front of our very eyes. In fact, Ravens-Steelers of the late 2000s was the last true old-school rivalry in the NFL. Remember when people were talking about Seahawks 49ers? Oh, this is it. They were playing for the championship. But it wasn't what that was. That was for everything on the line. Division battle, 9-6, to 10-4. That's right, four points. Every single time. Low-scoring games. One play here or there changes the whole thing. You're on your ass the whole game. You can't stand up. You're on the edge of your seat. Because any play could have turned one of those games. And the vitriol, the hatred. You don't think Heinz Ward smiled whenever he clocked Ed Reed? You don't think Ray Lewis was bragging about breaking the leg of Richard Mendenhall? You don't think that they wanted to see the other guys hurt and bleed and scream out in pain? Joey Porter went on to a damn bus. He was ready to beat some ass. Doesn't happen anymore. Could never happen anymore. That's the last great rivalry in the NFL. 412-922-2874. Coming up next, I want to play a little time travel game here. You take all the players that played in those games then, what the hell would happen now? We'll do that next, and $15,000 for porn. It's ridiculous. It's Crowley Show. This is the Adam Crowley Show. I mean, I cannot believe the kind of nonsense that I am hearing right now. On ESPN Pittsburgh, 970 AM and 106.3 FM. All kinds of new rules. Can't land on the quarterback anymore. If Ray Lewis in that defense were playing the Steelers with James Harrison and Troy Polamalu and James Ferrier and Lamar Woodley and all those great players from 2008 played now, I mean, are any of the rules getting followed? Is, is it just laundry the entire game? Would they be able to adjust? Could those players even play in this era? And I, I guess that's... Maybe not a fair question. They were all smart, right? They were all great at what they did, but I bet you if you asked every single one of them, they'd rather play in the air that they played. Judging by the game that they played back then, I think they would absolutely want to stick with that and stay there. They, I mean, you're right, man. They would be laundered right out of the league right now. Ray Lewis would, would actually have been convicted for murder <laughs> if they played in today's game. Yeah, he just obstructed justice before. Yeah, I mean, this would have been on-the-field murder, though. I mean, my gosh, some of those old games were just so, so violent and so brutal. But in a in a cool way, man. Both teams knew what they were going for. Both teams stepped up. Those defenses were so mean. And it was just a hit fest, dude. That was good old football right there. Right? It was awesome. And, okay, I want to ask this question to the audience. And... This is the time the audience usually calls in every day at 620. This is when they call in. 623, they call in. They try to get into the show. Well, we're actually going to open the phone lines up for you today. I know. You usually call in. We don't open them. We're going to open them now. 
412-922-2874. Which play from this rivalry encompasses the rivalry? Which play, out of any play that you could pick, I think the one I'd pick, there's so many good ones. We'll go over a number of them. But I think the one that I pick is when Ryan Clark hits Willis McGahee and they both get knocked out. I mean, that's Steelers-Ravens. <laughs> Who got the better of whom? I don't know. And the thing about that that was wild is it's right after Troy Polamalu effectively ends the game with the pick six. And you just kind of sit on the fact that the Steelers are going to the Super Bowl. There's 65,000 people there that had just gone bonkers. It's the loudest I ever heard Heinz Field. And I used to go all the time back in the day. It's the most that the upper deck had ever moved. It was unbelievable. And then it was silence, but anticipation. Where we're all sitting there, and you don't want to cheer because there are two guys down on the field that are obviously all effed up, right? But in the back of your mind, you're going, holy hell, 43's taking him to 43? And they're playing the Cardinals? They're going to play the Cardinals? So that one, to me, does it. There are a couple of other ones. Ben pitched the ball out of bounds on the backhand as he's getting pulled down for a sack. It's so delightfully Ben Roethlisberger. Another great moment is from the 2010 game where Antonio Brown bursts onto the scene. First real play he's made in the league apart from the Tennessee game where he takes the reverse on the kickoff back for a touchdown. He pins the ball on the helmet. What do you think, Tom? I can't remember the exact year that this game was played. I did spring this on these two, by the way. But yeah, you did. It, I did. It was Steelers at Baltimore. And the offense for Pittsburgh just couldn't do a thing all day. And I think the Ravens got up by like a touchdown or something like that. But there was no hope for the offense to actually sustain a drive down the field and score in this game. They couldn't do anything. And it was late in the game. And I remember Flacco drops back to pass. And you're watching on TV because it's in Baltimore. And you see Paul Molly. We just talked about this. Flying off the side. Mm-hmm. You asked for my favorite moments in the rivalry. That's it. I'll, I'll never. The image of him. He was in midair. He hung in midair with like the karate chop pose for a good like five seconds and just kind of like floated towards <laughs> Flacco's arm and waited for him to pull it back and then just hi-ya! like chopped it right off. Why Woodley were they throwing it? it? I don't know. But that's my favorite moment in the rivalry, which is the question that you asked originally, which is why I brought it back up. Brian's different, though, because Brian's from Baltimore. I am, but, you know, like, I don't look at it like that. I honestly, like, I've told you a million times, I, I Ravens are cool. I don't mind them. My family's all Ravens fan. I grew up a Colts fan. They left on me when I was, like, 10, and I was kind of in limbo ever that's since unlucky. then. That's unlucky. Yeah, yeah. I <laughs> get it, horseshoe. Joke. Nice. Funny. Or say suck. Andrew Luck. Um, but but one of the funniest moments of me was when Jacoby Jones was running that back oh, and Tomlin one. steps onto the field. Any good rivalry, the coach is getting involved. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, that was so cool. It's but, awesome. Like, my family, like, they wanted to run down it and just tackle Tomlin, take him out like he should be thrown out of the league. I'm like, that's baller, dude. Your coach got involved. Whether he meant to or not, I don't care. I love that in my coach. That is a tremendous one that I totally forgot about. And the coaches do get involved. I remember in 2010 when the Ravens did beat the Steelers at Heinz Field when Ben Roethlisberger wasn't playing. It was the T.J. Hushmanzada game. Harbaugh got doused with Gatorade after the game. And I remember being petulant young Steelers fan, not radio host Crowley, thinking, oh, that's why the Steelers are so much better than the Ravens. It's a regular season game. Going to douse them with Gatorade. The Tomlin Tripgate, that was Thanksgiving, too. And both of those teams were mediocre. 
I think the Steelers were five and six. Yeah. It was the year that they were trying to get back to eight and eight, and the field goal at the end of the season kept them out of the playoffs. They win that game and they're back. They got a shot to make the playoffs and they lost. And I think that it's because it's Coach Tomlin. I think Tucker <laughs> kicked like eighteen field goals that game. He too. Always, I mean, for the first half of that year, I think Tucker was like the leading scorer scorer on the team. It's unbelievable. It's crazy. Ray Rice was a handful. Steelers did not give up running yards ever back then. Ray Rice, a couple times, he'd have his way. Wow, really? I bring up Ray Rice and the whole room gets silent. That's the way it goes now. How about that? How about that? Tells you what kind of crap person he was. Touching him. As a Steelers fan, the player that I feared more than any other and you have to fear a defensive player, I think, more than an offensive player. We can have that debate maybe later. But Ed Reed was the most terrifying player. Because every time Ben drops back, you're like, uh-oh, 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 uh-oh. Who are you afraid of more? It's Ray Lewis. No way. Yeah, Ray Lewis is way scarier than Ed Reed. Oh, great. He stops the run. Oh, great. He's a tough guy. Oh, great. He killed a man. Yeah, Ray Lewis is scary. Allegedly. But probably. He definitely obstructed that justice. I mean, we know that. He's definitely doing some obstruction there. I'm, I get scared of players who can change the game. And, he, and Ray Lewis obviously could change the game. I mean, first ballot Hall of Famer. I mean, and I'm scared of his speeches and his stupid dance alone. Those win you games. Those speeches they, alone. They did. And that's not even a lie. And I'll tell you, the amount of stupidity that comes in out of his mouth during those speeches, in conflict with the amount of people who get so fired up by it, it's just the funniest thing to watch. But it works, man. It works. A lot of people, too, forget that this rivalry, like, if you think about it, Steelers been around forever. Ravens came in around 96. Steelers were the Ravens' rival from day one, pretty much. As soon as that team took over, Steelers' week was a big deal in Baltimore. It always has And they were been. the Browns here, too. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, it has always been, as soon as Modell got rid of that team it, it, or, or moved it over to Baltimore, it had just gotten crazy. It was it was. From the onset, that the Ravens or the Steelers were a big deal to the Ravens, and they always have been. And the funny thing, man, and this is where it comes into context of today's game and thinking about it that way, is that rivalry was built on defense. It just mean ass defense. People snarling, ready to bite your damn head off, ready to break your leg if that's what needed to happen to stop the ball from moving. And and it's so weird that today you're looking at the same rivalry. But it is a little bit muted. Oh, yeah. Because you don't get that kind of stuff. You don't have maniacs running around in a controlled environment, you know? You've got to have controlled people running around now. You used to have serial killers on the defenses. It's ready to take people's damn heads off. So cool. Just couldn't happen now. It you doesn't. won't see any of that stuff again. The Steelers took the Ravens lightly a couple of years ago and needed the Bills to beat the Jets to even get in the playoffs because the Steelers lost to a Ryan Mallett-led Ravens team on the road at M&T Bank Stadium. Uh, so the, the Steelers didn't take it seriously enough, and I think that's because the Bengals kind of slid in there for a little bit as the chief rival. And now now it's not quite like that anymore. I, I don't think that Steelers players love the Bengals, obviously, by any means. But I, I think the Ravens rivalry is back to being a rivalry again. But back then, they did not treat them like a rival well enough to, to be able to go in there and to beat them. And that was, I mean, that would, I mean, you want to talk about losing a job? If the Steelers don't make the playoffs that year because they lost their, hmm, I almost said the F word, to flipping Ryan Mallett? 
Fire everyone! Correct me if I'm wrong. That's the kind of quarterback that the Ravens win with, honestly. Oh, jeez. <laughs> like Trent Dilfer or Joe Flacco when he sucks. That mallet yeah. year, the Ravens were like 3-13, and 13, and two of those three wins were against the Steelers. They swept us that year. And the one was because Michael Vick was quarterback. Yeah. Mm. And uh, someone missed the field goal, right? At the Scobes. end of the game. Scobie. Scobie. Jesus. So 3-13 and 13 Ravens, but they sweep the Steelers. That's a rivalry. I do, here's another question. How do you explain in 10 years to my kid what that rivalry used to be like? I mean, how, they're not even going to understand it. Yeah, at that point, it becomes a LeBron-MJ argument, you know, because there will be a hotter, greater rivalry that's the big deal and your kid grew up yep. with. And, and it'll be offensive. They'll get into shootouts all the time. You know, the final scores will touch the 50s, and it'll be like the new version of great rivalries in the NFL. You're right, man. Yeah. That's what it'll be. It's like an 85-90 to 90 game. and like no wow, defense these two teams whatsoever. go up and down the field. It's essentially like a, a mode in Madden where you're just throwing the ball down the field hoping to score more points than the other guy. And the other thing is stakes just matter so much, too. Because if you think about the Colts and the Patriots rivalry, both those teams had great offenses. And the Patriots had good defenses, of course, under Bill Belichick. But that wasn't necessarily a rivalry that was born specifically through physicality. Now, some of it was because they were molesting the receivers, the defensive backs for New England were. But... That was because of the stakes. This was because of the stakes and because of the similarity in the two football teams. I mean, they were too similar. They were so similar. They were mirrored off of one another. And I I just don't think you're going to see that anymore. It's rarity. You know, one thing, man, the perspective I have since moving to Pittsburgh is it's and I'll ask you this. After a year, would you have rather beat the Patriots or the Ravens? What win would make you feel better? Well, I think now it's the Pats. And it is, right? And that's kind of like a, a testament to this rivalry and where it is now. While it's still a big thing, I think the Patriots are more of a rivalry just because they come out with W's. And the interesting thing is, ask somebody in New England, I don't even think that they worry. Do they even care about the Steelers? No, they laugh at the Steelers when they're on the schedule. Oh, easy win. Typical joke. Oh, the Steelers, the class of the NFL. We we own them every year. That's what Patriots fans And it's say. weird because the Ravens typically have the Patriots number, but they really don't care about it unless it's a on the way to a Super Bowl. Like right. when they beat you know, and it's funny how the Patriots to them, they, they just can't beat the Ravens or seem to. That's the one thing that the Ravens have in this rivalry really over the Steelers is that they were yeah. able to vanquish the beast right, the Steelers never them. could. Yeah, and get the ring. That's the thing. They got the ring at the end of it too, so it's just adding the cherry on top of beating the Patriots. What the hell got into Flacco that friggin' year? Is it into him again this year? No, stop. I don't. Is he trending back no, towards stop. elite? I mean, how do you all of a sudden for five years suck and then you're good? No, I don't buy that. Tiger no Woods was Flacco ever good though? No, other no, than, that's the thing. He's other never than the good. other than the the, the play, <laughs> he threw ten touchdowns, zero interceptions. Yeah. Although, well, ugh, what the hell was that? Defensive back for the Broncos. You on stupid that, idiot! Someone yeah. pressed the B button. <laughs> well, my hate for the Ravens really is actually coming out right now. He beat Peyton Manning and Tom Brady on the road to the Super Bowl. Yeah, what the hell was going on that year? Didn't Peyton Manning throw for 48 touchdowns that year, yes, too? Yes, he set oh, the record. He had an insane year that year. There was no way the Ravens were beating I that Bronco f- team going through, and then they did. The first game of the That's year a hell of a path. was t- Denver beating up on Baltimore, and yeah. Peyton threw six touchdown, seven touchdown passes broke the record. <laughs> Brian, you weren't here, but... Steelers fans were having aneurysms all over the place because 
the 49ers, well, we can't, I don't want to see them win a championship, then they'll have as many as the Steelers. (laughs) But it's the Ravens. Oh my God, what do we do with ourselves? Catch 22 for Steelers Nation. It was ridiculous. I thought, who who cares about the all-time thing? I mean, you you don't want to watch the Ravens hoist the Lombardi. And I, uh, when the power went out, knowing how Harbaugh, all the Harbaugh's are complainers, it's just what they do. And that, I mean, there's legitimate coaching technique behind that. But had they lost, oh boy, that fit. Oh boy, that fit. Oh, they were screaming it while the lights were still out. They were. I mean, if we lose this game, <laughs> and then when the momentum started to change when they came back on a little bit, it was like, ah, oh, here we go. Oh, oh, all right, we're cool. Here's a great tweet from Dave at underscore Adam Crowley. As Steelers fans, we respect Baltimore. We hate the Cheatriot. Got it. And that's the thing right there. And that's back to the core of this rivalry is two teams that went at it super hard but respected the hell out of each other but wanted to beat the hell out of each other at the same time. Yeah, you know how we do the media thing where you look at the schedule and here's a win, here's a win, that's a win, this is a win, there's a loss, there's a loss, here's a loss. Every year you pencil in one and one. Yeah, you got to almost, right? right? Yeah. Uh, It was just, it was that insane. And both teams have had success at the other guy's place. The Ravens aren't afraid to come into Heinz Field and take a game. The Steelers weren't afraid to go into M&T Bank Stadium. Uh, they could win at either place. And I hope that the crowd is frothing and all amped up. And I think that they will be this weekend. I, I want the feel. I like that it's a night game. I like that it's supposed to be in the, in the low 60s. Football doesn't feel right when you look at Heinz Field and you, you look into the crowd and you see a bunch of white faces and you see... It's just a lot of arms wearing T-shirts. It only looks right when it's a bunch of black and a bunch of terrible towels twirling, and that that'll make it feel more like Ravens. Scarfs and puffy coats. Yeah. yeah. When I used to go, and I think everyone does this at football games. You wear everything that you own. Yeah, <laughs> that's a Steelers thing. Yeah, just layer that up. That's what you got to do. That's what you need. I love like draping the terrible towel off your belt loop too in your jeans. You know what I mean? So it just kind of like hangs down. Oh your yeah, side. so badass. Like a sidearm. Exactly. <laughs> You've got your boots on. Yeah. You got your baggy jeans with a long johns underneath. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. it's cold out there. Yeah. Yep. Then you got, and then you go with the Steelers base layer, which is like something light and long sleeve, and then you go with maybe like another long sleeve, like over your that, AFC North Championship from 2002 yeah. T-shirt. Yeah. Maybe you should just layer years. You know, just go up, right? Oh, it's not bad. <laughs> it's not bad. The current year at the top. You know, no, you're right though. Cold football is so much better than warm. So it is, better. and Snow it allows football. you to be able to eat chili in the stadium and warm you up, or soup, either one. Coming up next, hottest take of the day. Other crap, three stars of the show. Chili is soup. What a doozy today has been. It's Crowley Show. The Adam Crowley Show. Oh, he went from the bottom. I give up, man. If you're not going to be honest about it, I give. John, my nipple, looks like, my nipple looks like my cat, like, a, like my cat's nipple. <laughs> Adam Crowley on ESPN Pittsburgh. All day tomorrow, Steelers-Ravens will be live from the Carson City Saloon for the Bud Light Happy Hour. A lot of great guests. Fat Jack will be on at 5, telling us who to bet on and who not to bet on. Got some dude who writes about the Ravens. We'll have him at 540. Bo, Bo Smolak. It's great. Kazoon tight. Thank you. We'll have either Matt Williamson or Dale Lolly if they'll say yes to me tomorrow at 420. 
It's either one. I haven't Which asked him yet. Yes. Yes. Preferably one of the two of them. Which ones are you asking? Williamson or Lolly? Uh, Williamson uh, at 420? Yeah. Uh, I think he can do it. Dale can't. Oh, nice. Brian booked it. All right. Good. He's doing your job because you won't. Good job, Tom. Thank you. Was that a Kaboli right there? Yeah, it was. It's good, right? Thank you. You didn't know what you wanted to say, but you were caught in the middle of it. No, I was imitating Kaboli. It was a callback from yesterday's show. Like when, when Kaboli said goodbye and didn't know how to say goodbye? And Jerry kind of forgot how to say goodbye today, too. Did he? He Like he said, all right, Jerry, talk to you later. And he kind of was like, oh, all right, uh, I all think, right, Adam, I bye. think he just forgot Adam's name. <laughs> he had to think for a second. You yeah. know what? I love Jerry, but he's done that to me a couple times. He doesn't get your name right? He's called me Alex. Maybe he's intimidated Whoa. by you. He's insulting you. Or is he intimidated? It's kind of like a power. He's like, this guy's coming for me. I got to kind of put him in his place. I'm not coming uh, yeah. for anyone. Like, you're so little, I don't even know your name. But he knows yeah. in the back of his head that he's big. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm getting. I, I feel what you're putting down. You know what I'm coming for? 7 o'clock every day. That's it. I'm working towards 7, and enough 7 o'clocks roll around, and then it's noon on Saturday. I get to watch Mountaineer Ball. I ain't coming for anyone. Except for you, James Harrison. Still never got back to us. What a wuss. Time for the hottest take of the day. It's time for the hottest take of the day. <laughs> Chili is not a soup. Correct. You over on the dark side now, Brian? No. You've joined us yet? Chili's a soup. <sighs> Chili's a soup, dude. It's your hottest take. Go on with it. Give your hot take of why chili isn't a soup and it's different. Go ahead. I want to hear it. Let's soup hear isn't a meal. That's not... Uh, d- 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 no. Well, let him continue his take, but he's wrong. All right. Okay. I have to lay down a couple parameters. You can't start with a wrong parameter. <laughs> you just told me you were going to let me go. I was until you were wrong. Soups cannot be a meal. Wrong. Chili is a meal. Bam. That's the fastest way for me to get to it not being a soup. But it's a flawed argument. It's like a fallacy. <laughs> Thank you, and you're on his side. I am on his side. Chili's argument. not a soup, but that's a flawed <laughs> argument. All right, Tom, you, you know what? You know what? Turning off my microphone, Tom, and then you can do the hottest take today. Go. Soup is not chili. That's all I got. Can I try That's it? all I got. Are I you can't. kidding me? It's hard to do hottest take of the day. It's impressive that you do this every day. Brian's going to do it. You got liquid. I hate this already. You've got meat. You've got other stuff all cooked into a pot. It's soup. You eat it with a spoon. You eat it out of a bowl. You throw a little topping on it, maybe a little garnish. You throw some crackers in it. It is a soup. And you know what? The soup is not a meal thing is the dumbest damn so take dumb. that I've ever take. heard Whoa. in my life. It is absolutely a meal. That There's thing. liquid around stuff that you would eat in other dishes. It's a meal, Crowley. Soup is chili. Chili no, is soup, no. and this universe would not be right if it was any different. Thank you. You know what? As a gesture for the way I want our country to behave, I'm sorry, Tom. I'm going to go to the other side of the argument. Why? I want to set a good example for young people. You compromise. Wrong? Compromise. How can we possibly so, compromise? So your example is I mean, more, just- so, more so realizing you were dead wrong. No. And compromise. See, you want to go on that side? I'll compromise. He's patronizing you right now. Hey, you got to come over. I'm sorry. I don't. I don't care what you guys say. If you think logically, if you are somewhat intelligent, you end up on my side and know that soup. Now he's making it personal. Is chili? I'm. I'm not saying. I'm saying if you're not on this. Side. If you're on that side, yeah. 
I'm convinced. That's the hottest take of the day. Yes! Woo! I won. Tom, suck Other crap. CC Sabathia was ejected two innings shy of $500,000 bonus. You can CC that money later. Woo! Other crap. Is he still shaped like a meatball? Woo! Other crap. It's been a really long time since Pitt or Cleveland have won games on the weekend and... In a leap year. Yeah, I didn't do the homework. Years. I didn't do the homework today. That's my 608, bad. 608. Just make up a number. 648 days since Pitt basketball won a conference game. And it's been... 800. Something since Cleveland won on a weekday. Weekend. Day. It's time for the three stars of the show. Third star. Tonight's third star of the show, Brian Dog. Paul Dog, before you go, I'd like to answer your Sloppy Joe argument in Paul Dog form. I'd like to say... Sloppy Joe? Sloppy Sloppy Joe? That's a no. You don't know. You know? <laughs> Goodbye, that, Paul, Paul Dog. Dog. Was that good? Yeah, pretty good. That's <laughs> okay. Yeah, we'll, we'll work okay. on it. <laughs> Paul doesn't like it. <laughs> he doesn't like me sliding in on his game there. Paul Dog, tomorrow, 540. That's when people usually call, but yeah, we'll try to slide him in. Steelers wrap coming on. Big week. Second star. Tonight's second star of the show, Wilson! Boy, Tomlin needs to fire his offensive coordinator, Ben Roethlisberger, and he needs to fire the defensive coordinator, whoever that is, because they both stink. And if they can't play them, go. Number two, do the same. <laughs> and we're going to whip them sissy tail. Get the hell out of here! Where's Get the hell out of here! Brother, I'm sorry! Ladies and gentlemen, here's your first star. And tonight's first star of the show, chili or soup. Restaurants, people who do this for a living, they understand food when they make their menus. They put it under the soup category. Uh, we don't know that, though. That's just hearsay. Here's no, it. they do. Hey, I mean, what? you've been we to a restaurant, that. Tom. The soup of the day is chilly. Wow, you're calling Tom fat now. That's really, that's, that's, that's really that obvious. That's really obvious. Tom, Jesus. you know I was nowhere no. near that. That's I don't know anything anymore. Right you there. think chili's a soup. I can't trust you. Chili is a soup of, day. soup of the day, soup du jour, in many a restaurant. Why is it soup of the day? It's not chili of the day. If chili wants to be a soup, it can be a soup these days. And Let I think, chili be a soup. Well, if I think chili wants to be its own thing, it should be able to be its no, own thing. No, I know thing, chili, and chili wants to be a soup. You don't know chili like I know chili. <laughs> I, I know chili better than you know chili. Unfortunately, Brian, chili was born as chili, and it can't, you can't just decide no, whether you want to be a soup as or a not. Soup. Uh, I don't know, man. It started off the way every other little soup baby starts, in a kitchen with some liquid, and they throw some meat in, it grows up, and it matures, and it becomes big, bad, soupy soup. Brian, you think just like chili, just think, like chicken noodle. You think being a soup is a choice, and that's where you're wrong. You're wow. either born a soup intolerance. Or you're a I am not saying it's a choice. I am saying Sounds that like chili it. can be chili because chili came through the same process as soup, which makes it soup. But it can be on its own, and it can live and exist in its own way and be happy with it. I think if you can exist independent from a bowl, you ain't a soup. Who let the dogs out? Santiago Chili. I was there twice last year. Is that a joke? It's from a movie. Something about Mary. 
He did not see a movie. Yeah. Come Brett Favre was in it. <laughs> Young Cameron Diaz was in it. Barbara. Wasn't there someone in that guy's ear? Barbs? No, the other one. Jelly's a soup. Coming up tomorrow. Everything I told you that was coming up tomorrow earlier on in this segment, I ain't repeating myself again. Tonight, we eat chili. Yeah, go ahead. Because it's uh, Which is a soup. No, it's not.